TFA fam, welcome back in. Today we're going to be discussing some of our favorite wide receiver breakouts for the 2023 season. Cody, who we got? Yeah, let's kick it off with a little bit of a rookie love, right? Rookie fever is still going on strong. I'm going to start with Jordan Addison. He is wide receiver 34 on underdog, and I think we can see him finish as a, like a mid to late wide receiver two this season. We're talking about a team that has a decreasing run game, and you also have a bad defense on the other side. According to Vegas win totals, this is from uh, Sharp Football Analysis, Sharp Football Stats, the Vikings also have the eighth most difficult schedule this year. So you have a bad run game, a bad defense, and a tough schedule. That's going to set up beautifully for a guy who's going to be drawing easy looks opposite of Justin Jefferson. Uh, there should be plenty of opportunity there for Jordan Addison in this offense to capitalize, and I think he could sniff a 1,000 receiving yards in his rookie season. Yeah, I think he's one of my favorite options here, especially as a rookie wide receiver to kind of target. I don't I don't think his ADP is going to get out of control, you know, so I, I think it's possible he could be the best rookie wide receiver uh, at least year one, right? Uh, you know, sure. some of the other situations that are going on with some of the other uh, wide receivers. But for me, listen, I, I didn't want to hit on any low-hanging fruit. You know, we could have hit on Drake London, Chris Olave, or Garrett Wilson. All of them are obvious options to yeah. take another big step forward this year, but that's super low-hanging fruit. So I, I went with another guy that's a second-year wide receiver, and that's Traylon Burks. He's currently coming off the board 81st overall, wide receiver 36. And to me, that's just a little bit too low for what he's bringing to the table. Last year, he had a 23.8% targets per route run, and he had a 28% market share of the air yards. 33 catches, 444 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. I get it. Not a great rookie year. 8.6 fantasy points per game. The Titans offense was not very good last year. A little bit under the hood, he was actually pretty good. 24th in yards per outrun versus man. Uh, he was also 12th in yards after the catch per reception. And he had a 58.3% contested catch rate, which ranked 15th among all wide receivers. He just really didn't see a ton of targets, which is kind of par for the course for Mike Vrabel. It's kind of what he does. He kind of puts training wheels on his rookie wide receivers. But now this year, there's just no target competition. That Robert Woods is gone from this offense. It's Kyle Phillips and Nick Westbrook-Akine. I mean, that, those are the options that they have here to throw the ball to. Obviously, you know, Chig. Uh, Conquell is still there as well, but I mean, I'm not all that concerned with him either, you know, eating into some big uh, workload from Traylon Burks. So Traylon Burks could easily see 130, 140 targets this year. Yes, this offense is going to be a little bit more low passing volume because they still have Derrick Henry there. That's still the kind of the engine that makes this offense go. But overall, he still should be able to see, you know, anywhere from seven to nine targets per game. And I, I don't think that's all that hot. And so you know, if we also have to remember last year he was dealing with some injuries. He missed four games last year with turf toe, and that's typically something that kind of lingers on through the season. He'll have this entire offseason. You know, last year there was a lot of he looked out of shape. He looked like he really wasn't taking things seriously. This year is completely different. Says so he looks absolutely yoked up. You know, he's really taking his uh, you know, his nutrition seriously this offseason. So everything's kind of pointing for Traylon Burks. If Ryan Tannehill can get back on track, they did draft Will Levis in the second round as well. So we're not gonna have to worry about if something were to happen to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, because you can't look any worse than what Malik Willis did last year whenever his limited opportunities. So I love Traylon Burks, and I think he's being massively undervalued for what he brings to the table. I think he can easily be a very solid wide receiver, too, in 2023. Love the Traylon Burks call, but don't you dare besmirch Chigo Conquo. That's that's Bay this year. That, that's the tight end breakout. Probably not going to do a tight end show, but if we did, he'd be on that list. Moving on, uh, you know, you talked about not wanting to grab any of the low-hanging fruit, so I dug a little deeper here. I'm going to go Rondell Moore. In his final three games last season, he went 7 for 92 in a score, 8 for 69, and 9 for 94. 
And that last game was with Colt McCoy at the helm. Now, obviously, it's not a great situation with Murray being out for who knows how long to start the season. But he's going to get looks with D-Hop out of the picture. It's a thin depth chart behind him. The Cardinals have the 11th most difficult schedule per Vegas win totals this year and potentially one of the worst defenses in the league. I think he he could push for 800-plus receiving yards, and that would uh, crush his current wide receiver 72 price tag on underdog. Yeah, I think he's a, he's an interesting option. I mean, he's somebody that kind of got some hype, especially his rookie year. People thought he was going to break out, kind of didn't. And now DeAndre Hopkins gone. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's kind of in line. You know, I do I know they drafted what Michael Wilson in the third round. Uh, yeah. You know, there as well. But I, I do think Rondell Moore kind of be an interesting name. It's going to be really dependent for me more so on Kyler Murray's injury status and how long you know he's out and what that happens with with that entire offense in general. But let's keep it moving here. And I'm going to go with sticking my neck out here, Kadarius. I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony, And I went back and forth on this because I was like, do I go Kadarius Tony? Do you go Sky Moore? Do you go Rishi Rice? Like, one of these dudes is going to step up, right? And But, like, we've heard them all offseason talk about Kadarius Tony that they believe he is their wide receiver one, and he can be that. And we've seen it in flashes. Like, when he's healthy, he is absolutely dominant. And the things he can do, his movement skills are second to none, what he can do with the ball in his hands. But it's also probably what gets him in trouble and gets him in the injuries as well because you just human body shouldn't be able to move in the way that he can at times and how aggressive he is with it. But overall, I still think Kadarius Tony being, if he is the number one wide receiver here in this offense, obviously Travis Kelsey is still you know number one. But in terms of this number one wide receiver, I mean, we saw Juju Smith-Schuster last year uh, really kind of, uh, you almost have a 1,000 yards receiving in this offense last year. Yes, MVS is still going to be there, but – you know, he's basically just does wind sprints down the field every, every single snap. Where Kadarius Tony, they're going to move him all over the formation. They're going to use him very similar to what they did with Tyreek, you know, giving him short dump offs. McCole Hardman is also gone. Uh, you, we, we, you know, I know Kadarius Tony can also be a deep threat as well. So I think Kadarius Tony, if he can stay healthy, because he's missed 44% of the career games that he's played in uh, so far in the first two years in the league. He could he could definitely be a high end wide receiver too. Like I, I don't I don't think that's hot whatsoever. It's just can he stay healthy as long as his ADP stays where it's at, which is currently wide receiver thirty four or sixty eighth overall. I'm okay with that because some of the, the some of the risk is already baked in with him, and and so I'm not as concerned if you can get him as kind of like your, your wide receiver three. I'm perfectly okay with taking a shot on Kadarius Tony because as long as he can stay right. I think I think it's wheels up for Kadarius Tony this year. I do think there's some intrigue as well, taking some late round flyers on Sky Moore and Rishi Rice. They've they've also drawn a lot of buzz as well uh, so far this offseason. But as long as they don't go out and sign DeAndre Hopkins, which I'm not expecting that to happen. I know it's been a lot of talk about the, you know it's them and the Bills. I just don't think the Chiefs are going to want to spend the money that he's asking for. And I actually think he probably winds up somewhere like Cleveland. Somewhere kind of off the radar. A team's going to offer him a lot more money, and that he's going to go after the bag rather than trying to get that ring. Because if he really wanted it, he would have already been happy. Because I guess it was reported that the Chiefs were actually pretty close to making it happen. But once Odell Beckham signed his contract, he's like, "Okay, now I want that kind of money." And the Chiefs were like, <laughs> "We ain't doing it. We're not giving you that kind of money." And that's why the, the deal fell through. So, with that being said, Kadarius Tony, lock him in. Breakout season. Don't let me down, fantasy gods. Don't let me down. <laughs> Stay healthy. This is a great call by you, by the way, because either you're going to be proven right if he you know stays healthy. You know, let's say even 
what, 12, 13 games. Like he's he's going to ball, I think. But if he doesn't, you're like, well, hey, he got he got injured. What what can you do? So well played by you, Kev. Well, veteran move. <laughs> My last one for the 2023 wide receiver breakouts. Dug a little bit deeper than Rondell Moore, and I'm going with Isaiah Hodgins out of the New York Football Giants. He was wide receiver 11, Kev, in half PPR scoring from weeks 13 to 17. Yes, a small sample size, but that's I, I chose those weeks because that's when he was seeing an 80-plus percent snap share. Uh, obviously, you know, Buffalo, we're just talking about them with the, the whole D-hop thing. Buffalo just dropped this dude on the street. The Giants picked him up, and he ended up having, like I said, a really solid year toward the toward the back half of the year. The Giants re-signed him early on in the offseason. I think that kind of shows that he was a priority for them. And that even though the Giants might have, I think uh, I think I wrote down here, 37 slot wide receivers, they really don't have that type of competition on the outside, right? He's one of the only true outside wide receivers they have. Because of that, his role is safe, so I think there's a chance that he ends up being the wide receiver one for the Giants this year. Post like a you know back-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four season. And at his current price of wide receiver 80 on underdog, that would be fantastic value. Lastly, I want to hit on Jahan Dotson. Played in 12 games last year. Penn State, great Jahan Dotson, that is. He was a top 25 receiver in 50% of the games that he played last year. Uh, he he averaged a 15.9% target share, but he was 14th in average depth of target. He was also 19th in contested catch rate, but he was 78th in catchable target rate, catching passes from guys like Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. Those guys are gone. It is now Sam Howell. Now, of course, he is a big unknown uh, for the most part. He did play a little bit in the, in, uh, the, uh, the end of the season, but you know he's apparently going to be the guy. They also have Jacoby Brissett, another competent backup there for him. So, I like Jahan Dotson to kind of break out this year next to Terry McLaurin. We have a new offensive coordinator here, Eric Bieniemy, being the offensive coordinator. We know if he's anything like Andy Reid or taking some of that with him, they're going to want to throw the ball at a high rate. Uh, they will not run the ball as much as people are going to think they are. And I just think Jahan Dotson is a – I think he's one of the better route runners in the league already, uh, and I think he's only going to get better. I think Jahan Dotson could actually be a star. I love Jahan Dotson. His ADP does not reflect what he brings to the table. And so somebody that you can grab in the later rounds of your draft, maybe your fourth, fifth wide receiver. I love Jahan Dotson, and I'm all in on him this year. And just like you should be all in on the TFA YouTube channel, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. We will see you on the next one. Bye.